Hi, I'm Martin Seymour and welcome to my podcast, Swimming in the Blue Ocean, the podcast for small business people everywhere. Hi, it's Martin here. Uh, today, uh, I was asked by a listener, what were my Blue Ocean memories for my businesses? So uh, it set me thinking, and so I thought I'd go through a few ideas, or a few, a few memories, really, of what we did and the ideas that we came up with. Um, before I do that, uh, if you hear a lot of background noise, apologies, it's absolutely pouring down outside. It's early in the morning. Um, in the UK, we've had three weeks of fantastic weather. Uh, for September, it's been hot and sunny. Uh, now it's changed. Uh, it's raining with a vengeance. So uh, if you hear any background noise, uh, that's the rain. So you're in the UK now. We're, we're, I'm recording in the UK. So uh, probably have to get used to that over the next few months. Anyway, um, just to go on to my Blue Ocean and memories for my businesses, uh, I would have to say straight from the outset, I only read the book about 10 years ago. So looking back... Um, I did, when I was younger, there were lots of things in business we did to try and take us away from our competition. And I suppose that's the basic theory of uh, the Blue Ocean strategy is that you try and position yourself outside of your, your opposition and create your own clear space where you can trade in. So it's quite funny looking back, some of the ideas I had, some worked, some didn't. But I'll go through bits and pieces from very start and uh, hopefully you find out of interest. Uh, when I was uh, in my mid-twenties, I decided it's probably time that I need to um, get a property organised or buy a property and really didn't have any money. Uh, <laughs> so the only way I could do it was I was working at the time in my parents' business, but that really didn't give me money to save. Uh, they were struggling at the time. It was, it was a tough business. So I, I actually went and we got some money together and bought a, a newspaper stand on a station. And back in the day, uh, newspapers in the UK, I don't know about the rest of the world, but they used to have little stands where they sold the newspapers on busy stations. So I bought this uh, newspaper stand in Surrey, an issue in Surrey, and it was, a, it was a great place to actually sell newspapers. The, uh, the clientele... Uh, so I suppose you would say they were a wealthy clientele in a, in a nice part of Surrey and very, but lots of interesting people and I really enjoyed doing that and traditionally in those days they sold newspapers so I suppose then I introduced uh, sort of cold drinks, uh, orange juices and in cartons and things like that and sweets and, and that increased sales but also the thing I did introduce which never I don't think had been done before was uh, I, I put greetings cards, birthday cards, so that when they're on the station, they've forgotten somebody's birthday or any other uh, celebration, they'd buy a card. And I sold lots of these cards, and the margins are really good, better than the newspapers. And so I suppose that in, in that small way, that was my own little attempt to take our business outside uh, of the competition. I did have a, I had a captive audience when they were waiting on the train to get a train. They were, they couldn't really go anywhere else. But if you see what I mean, that was a, an attempt to do that. And I sold the business after about eighteen months. It was hard work because it was I was working in my parents' business, and uh, 
I'd be there at the station at five o'clock, leave there about half past nine, and then work through to six o'clock. So it was a long day, but what it did, it achieved exactly what I set out to do, gave me a deposit to buy my first place. So that was a fond memory. And from that, I go, we were, as working in the trophy business, uh, realised that um, the business was doing okay, but um, the bigger orders came from local football leagues in, in Surrey and, and London. And we were sadly lacking in the amount of leagues that we supplied. Our competition had most of the uh, leagues. So we soon realised that to grow the business, we really need to get these leagues on board. So what we did, we organised um, at a local football club. We hired a hall one evening and we put all our awards there. But we, we actually... Um, invited all the football leagues and we offered refreshments, drinks, anything to entice them there. But also the big thing we did do, we we put a, we actually provided and had an ex-footballer uh, host the event. And this actually brought in many, many people that wouldn't have come otherwise and ultimately got us a lot of business and we, we turned our business from not having or very many football leagues to being the main main provider in the area. So, and the, the footballer at the time was a, an, an old England player, but in the seventies they were not as professional in terms of their nightlife and the way they lived as footballers or sportsmen these days. So he was a character, and um, it really went well for us. So that was how our little moment there with the trophy business that we turned things around really. And then once I started the promotional merchandise business in 2000 and late 2007, we actually had a client who was the Mayfair Hotel in London. It was a part of a hotel group and I knew the guy pretty well who, who was the marketing manager and we'd set up a, we did a deal with him that we'd have an event in the hall, the crystal room in the Mayfair Hotel, and we'd invite all our clients. He would invite his clients, and it was sort of a dual selling operation that they would show do show rounds of the hotel or the, the hall, whilst we had suppliers, our suppliers turn up, and we'd invite clients to try and sell, sell uh, to them uh, as a, a mini trade show, and it was pretty unusual in those days. Now in our industry, it's, it, it's a commonplace, but in those days, and the venue was spectacular uh, and it, the whole event was really, really fantastic and we had such a great feedback. But it just shows you how things can conspire against you because it was late 2007 and the time we got into 2008, uh, we had the big banking crash and the whole of not virtually the world went into recession. So any good that we achieved by the Mayfair Hotel at the times, unfortunately, didn't didn't really pay off for us. But the event was fantastic, and a lot of people in the industry at the time said couldn't believe what we'd done. But it actually didn't cost us a lot of money because we we partnered with the guy, the marketing manager. I think from memory, I had to give uh, them about five thousand pounds worth of credit to spend on merchandise, where to hire the Mayfair Hotel at the time and drinks and food, which were plentiful, uh, would have been well, two, three times that amount. So it really went well for us. 
If I bring that up to where we are now, um, what do we offer now to 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 create our own blue ocean? One of the things I do, and I've done it for a long time actually, I realise that a lot of our customers are based in offices, you mainly in London and around sort of big office buildings. And the thing that they do lack is storage space and our sort of merchandise can be quite bulky. So I offer all our, any client who buys off us can have free storage in our warehouse. And this offer doesn't actually cost a lot of money for us, but it actually helps our clients because they they don't they don't want the merchandise sitting around their offices uh, because it doesn't stay there for long. People soon take bits and pieces, but also they haven't really got space. So this works really well for us. Um, the other thing we do, and it's a, a big campaign that we're running at the moment, is that we we offer to produce and set up company web stores so that they can host all their merchandise on a small sort of mini web store. And we offer to build that free of charge and produce the photography, the development of the web store for them to put their products on. And then obviously we're supplying the product, the promotional goods, but for them it works because they can then offer it across the board to their company if they've got offices throughout the UK or in Europe. They have a web store so somebody can go on, order any merchandise they want, and we offer that free of charge. Yes, for us there is a an upfront cost, and but it but for me it works well. It's, it's a it, it works for both parties, and it certainly attracts brings a lot of clients into us and a lot of interest. So I suppose that's where I am at the moment. Hopefully you found that of interest, but I'd like to hear from you and any sort of blue ocean memories or moments or what you've done. Uh, in your business, it'd be really interesting to find out and then go back over it in a future podcast. So that's it for today. Sorry about the rain. I'm just going to go back and go back to my main office and uh, with one of my promotional umbrellas in my hand. Anyway, speak to you soon. Thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe to my podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. You can leave comments uh, about this podcast or anything interesting about your business or stories you have to tell about small business. Leave them below or you can even leave a voice message. So it's bye from me, Martin Seymour, and you have been listening to Swimming in the Blue Ocean.